Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 51 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. And what up, it freezing. It is <laughs> so awful cold. out right now. <laughs> yeah, this is this is it. We were kind of toying with the idea of winter a couple of weeks ago, but no, that, that bad boy is done showing right up for us. <laughs> done showing right up. Yeah, it's, it, it's too cold to even process thoughts this early in the morning. I yeah, don't, I don't know what's I don't, going on. I don't like that when you have to start your car 15 minutes before you leave. <laughs> yeah, and then hope that it defrosts the window. All oh, the worst. Why it's, do why do we sad. live here again? I but the the plus side of this month is is Christmas time. Yay. Yay, Christmas. Are you a fan? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm a casually indifferent person. It's fine. Casually indifferent. Yeah, that it's really fine. does sum you up in a beautiful way. <laughs> I I don't hate Christmas. I don't, you know, it's not my favorite. Is your house decorated? Oh no. What? No, no, no. Nothing? Not a Well, I have like a little dollar store lights that I have, but I'm mostly using those for actual illumination cuz I think they look cool. But so, instead of like you just let ran out of light bulbs in your house, didn't you? And I mean, you need string lights. You no. Know, you know, what you, you got to string lights. You got to improvise. Right. That's why I see people when they have a lot of candles in their house, you're like, oh, you I, just didn't want to get the things going. I literally have so many candles in my I house. I know. Like, it's I, a thing of you. My I house know, right Michelle. now looks like a winter wonderland. I'm not even a huge Christmas person, but I like the decorating aspect of it. Do you put uh, like hats on your cats as they're like walking around? I mean, they just fall down and act dead then. We did that once and it just laid there like it was dead with giant eyes. <laughs> I was like, it's being tortured. That is pretty adorable i saw at a craft fair that they were making little collars with ties on them to put on the cat's neck which oh. i really but i was like mm, seven dollars for a two second thing i don't know you could just use a human tie and it'd get the same no, effect no a human tie is big jacob this is well, a tiny little tie for a cat you understand there's a difference in size yes and i think that difference in size has a great comedic effect when you see it you're like look at that cat Wearing a, you know what, we're getting completely off of topic here. This is this is not a good start. We're, we're di- we are discussing cat ties <laughs> to start this episode. If you're still listening, but because of the month, the season, yada yada yada. Last year we did an episode about some of our favorite Christmas films, and I thought let's do it again. But favorite animated Christmas films? Let's do it. There's a lot of them out there. There are. So here's what I want to do, Jacob. I'm gonna play a little a little tiny clip from each one before we talk about it and you have to guess if you know what the movie is okay 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 all right we'll see how we do on this let's begin but sometimes seeing is believing and sometimes the most real things in the world are the things we can't see i okay. do know that one what is it that is the polar express very I, good i know tom hanks's voice when i hear it it is true in cartoon form or not so the polar express is just an inspiring adventure it's based on the beloved children's book by chris van alsberg I feel also like called that, the polar express yeah i feel like that's going to be a theme of a bunch of these that's usually how the good animated christmas movies start out you know, I don't know if that's if that's going to hold up, but we'll see. Um, so it's about when a doubting young boy takes an extraordinary train ride to the North Pole. He embarks on a journey of self-discovery and it shows him that the wonder of life never fades for those who believe. Can you tell that I took that from the description of the movie? I thought it sounded really natural. <laughs> it sounded natural? Yeah, I, that's how, just how people talk right there. Um, so th- this movie, though, we'll see how we feel about it. It's a definitely unique um, because I felt like it was one of the earlier films to use motion capture. Yeah, you could tell it's one of the earlier ones. That, listen, like Beowulf, there's just like a sheen over the whole thing. I mean, we're not going to lie. It's a little creepy. Oh, like yeah, this movie little, definitely yeah. gives a creep, but it has a really distinctive visual style. Um, 
and Tom Hanks is in it, even though he looks kind of the creepiest of all of the characters. So it's pure nightmare fuel. If you ever see Tom Hanks looking like this, showing up to your house in a train, you'd be like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to pass on that. But kids really love this movie. They've done a thing. I know there's like train rides that kids can go on in the area, maybe around Akron, mm-hmm. where they dress up in their jam jams and drive around in the Polar Express. So this film was made... How much do you think it costs to make this movie? Give um, me some. I'm going to guess $73.265 million. $165 million. Ouch. Yeah, so it's the most expensive anim- animated movie that had ever been made at that time. Um, but it is an inspiring story, and I think it's a solid Christmas checkout. Yeah, it's the kind of movie I can tell right now it probably didn't make its money back in the theater, but it's one of those ones that's going to be on repeat forever. And it's, probably over time, yeah, it's, it's one that will make up its loss. It's a long-term one. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if, well, I guess if it's animated, we have to put it up there. I don't know no, if it'll be on my it's cute. Top. It's definitely yeah. worth it, and I think kids will like it. Most of these on the list, though, I, w- I would say they hold up for adults as well, so they're great family films where you're not going to be miserable. That's true. Okay. All right. Next we're one. We're looking. We're doing this for the parents, not for the kids. This so we know. We're, these are the ones I, I you mean, guys I'm doing it for both because I have love in my heart for all people. Jacob has his ulterior motives. I just, I'm like, I understand. The parents, they need some help, man. It's That's true. What I'm it's here true. For. So these are all really cute. Okay. Let's see how good you are. Here's the next one. Kink inside whenever I think of that Christmas ride. Hmm. Uh, uh, very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Very inaccurate. That is the year without a Santa Claus. Oh, not familiar or sound? Familiar? No, I don't think I ever saw that one. Actually. So it's um a 1974 Christmas stop motion animated uh, television special, I'm which a gonna, lot of these are. I'm just gonna take a, a stab at the plot and say it's about a year that Santa Claus doesn't show up. You're you're really wow. Look, there's no stopping you. It just came to me. I don't know. But like you said, this one's also based on a 1956 book of the same name by Phyllis McGinley. Um, so this originally aired on ABC. They were like, I feel the king of, that's, of Christmas yeah, that was their, That's their jam. That still is their thing. They still do it to this day. So this is about a cold-ridden Santa. So Santa Claus gets a cold, so he decides to skip Christmas because he's super-duper sick, and then the elves have to kind of work things out. Suck it up, Santa. <laughs> you literally you work one day a year, man. Like, let's get out there. Now, while this is adorable, I will say this is some serious primitive stop motion. Like, this looks like the beginning of stop motion animation. Do you know what, though? Honestly, and it, there might be a couple other ones on here. I love the way that the Christmas animated, the, like, the stop Oh, yeah. look. Like I love how it looks. It's kind of great that it's old. It's really, really charming. And like I said, this might seem ancient, but it totally brings Christmas cheer. It's yeah. a really adorable film. Um, it's hard to get. So library, uh, we do have a few of them. I tried to get a couple more on order because, like I said, it was from 1974 Christmas special. There's not a ton of them, but if you can grab it, definitely check it out. Yeah. You'd, of course the library has it, people. Where, where are you <laughs> thinking? Of course we have everything. Wow, you're, put, you're putting a lot of pressure on us. I'm going to say everything. I, this is just me having... Many things that we can have. I'm just showing my Christmas spirit by is telling everybody... wearing your all-black outfit today? I'm not wearing all-black. I have my scarf on. That's it's true. great. The scarf is black and gray. Okay. Are you ready for your next one? Let's do it. You were right, Arthur. It doesn't matter how Santa's gift gets there. Doesn't even matter if it's Mr. Postman in his spaceship. As long as it gets there. What the, <laughs> What is that? <laughs> Your face. <laughs> um, uh... Arthur Christmas? Yes, yep, it is Arthur it. Christmas. I never saw that movie, but I've seen but for, okay. the cover of it a million times. So I think you're aware, personally, that 
Each Christmas, Santa delivers presents to every last child on Earth. It's kind of his whole whole jam. Yeah, that's what he does. Right. But what people don't know is that he accomplishes this with the feat of a very high-tech operation at the North Pole. Of course. But then... Something unthinkable happens. We won't spoil it. And then Santa ends up missing one child out of hundreds of millions, and someone has to save the day. So it's up to Arthur, who's played by James McAvoy, who everybody loves, um, who is Santa's youngest, super clumsy son, uh, to deliver the forgotten present to this kid before Christmas morning. Wait a minute. He's supposed to be Santa Claus's son? Yeah. Why is his last name Christmas? Shouldn't it be Arthur Claus? Well, maybe it is. Ooh, what is Mrs. Claus up to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check out this movie. There's some more to unpack here. I didn't think about that. Yeah, there's, there's, maybe they're just calling him Arthur Christmas because he's there, There's some stuff to unpack here. Oh, anyway. Like, <laughs> Santa Claus what always... What are you accusing <laughs> Mrs. Claus of? I'm just saying. His okay. name is Santa Claus. Like, I've known that literally uh, my entire life. So anyway, guy, I'm just saying. It's a really... <laughs> Do, do the math, Michelle. Do the math. It's a heartwarming film. Um, uh, yeah. It has a super star-studded cast. So there's more than just James McAvoy. But what I actually like about this is that not only is it a touching story, but it's finally like a fresh take on the Christmas genre. Yeah, you got to make you got to do something new with it. Cause yeah, it's, it's not a lot easy of repeat. to achieve. It's no. a lot of it's a lot of repeat. It's why I hate Christmas music, which we can get into some other time. Cause or it's just we kind can of the not. Same thing. Or we can just skip that. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, I, I, even when it's not good, I always try to support when people try to do new stuff with Christmas movies because I'm like, you know what? At least you tried. Even if it doesn't work, it's like I appreciate that you at least made an effort to do something different. Yes, I appreciate that with songs too where I'm like, oh, you tried to write a new Christmas song yeah. and not just do Jingle Bells. So even, I think this is good. It has really grand, really beautiful animation. So that can pull people in. It's a cute storyline and it's refreshing and I because love, it's different. Yeah, and I love the dark themes that we've already uncovered. Just by our two seconds thinking no, about it. No, you've uncovered. <laughs> I've uncovered nothing of the sort. Oh, it's a, we're having fun. You're terrible. Okay, you ready for your next one? Duh, 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 let, here it comes. Let's do it. Better watch out. Better not cry. Better not pout. Why? I'm telling you why. I feel like this is an easy one. You really think so? Yes, I, just finish the sentence. Uh, oh. Is it Santa Claus is coming to town? It is Santa Claus is coming to town. It all, I don't know, it was a flash of inspiration. It just kind of came to me. Um, so this was a 1970 stop-motion Christmas television special. They really excelled in those. Why have those gone away? Uh, the horrible working conditions that they were created under. Right, there's yeah, that. We, we don't want to get into that <laughs> whole business, but that, that's why they stopped doing them that way. Um, but the film stars Fred Astaire as the narrator, and then Mickey Rooney as Chris Kringle slash a Santa Claus. Both friends of the show. <laughs> it came out on uh, ABC, and it was a special just based on the song. So the song really oh. it really guided you there. They okay. made a movie about the song. So it tells the intriguing story of Chris Kringle. And as a kid, he wishes to deliver presidents to the residents of Sombertown. I mean, what do you expect? Sombertown, of course. Sombertown. So it's cool because it's the origin story. So you don't get that. So it's unique in that way. It has uh, many memorable musical numbers, which is great if you can, you know, get the DVD and watch it at home because a ton of those were cut out when it was on TV because of the commercials. Yeah. So that you lost a lot of the numbers. So there might be songs in here. You think you know them. You don't know them. Plus you get to see a little stop motion dancing around, which is always fun. Always. I mean, it's super nostalgic and just the right amount of creepy, which I like from my stop motion. Chris Kringle, Santa Claus, 
Apparently, his last name is Christmas, if that's to believe. Oh, you're say. still on that. I'm uh-huh. just, no, I'm just like thinking, like, man, Santa's got himself a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, bunch of different names. <laughs> like, this guy's going a bunch of different names under there. You're really taking a, a really dark well, I, no, dark I'm just, turn. No, I'm just saying, you know, he, could he be the world's greatest spy? <laughs> That'd be awesome. He, he this another, be. That would be another original film. You just have to start writing. Uh, well, there you go. It's uh, coming out it's when next year's self-publishing thing. Um, okay, so honestly, though, this season is not complete if you don't get at least one viewing of this film. Oh, you think? Yes. Okay, well, I'm I think this one's it crucial. It'll pop up on TV at some point. They have already, I don't have cable anymore, so well, I won't see it. But Why would I have to watch it on TV? I can just pick it up at my local library. Just oh, go down and wow. grab it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Thank All you. right, this one I'm setting you up, but I 100% know that you know this one. Okay. Okay. There's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. The busy building toys and absolutely no one's dead. Oh, I do know that one, actually. That's a Nightmare Before Christmas. That is it? the Nightmare yeah. Before I, Christmas. I know my Jack Skellington when I hear him. That's as you as you should. I think, so this is the film where the debate will never end on is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? Uh, yes. What are your the, feelings? The old Die Hard Gremlins debate. I actually lean more it's a Christmas movie. I also lean more yeah. towards a Christmas movie. It, so if you are unfamiliar, the film follows the misadventures of Jack Skellington. He is Halloween Town's beloved pumpkin king. It's a legit title right there. Um, who it's has a close election, but he won it. <laughs> and he's become bored with the same annual routine of frightening people um, in the real world. So at one point he accidentally stumbles on Christmas Town and all of the bright colors and the warm spirits and he becomes really infatuated with its culture and that makes him plot to bring christmas under his control you know by kidnapping santa claus and taking over the role another happy story <laughs> that we're covering here. yeah i mean there's a life lesson like you know jack discovers that even the best lay- laid plans um can go seriously awry plus you get some happens for him you get some great music you get tim burton before he became a parody of himself with one of his better better something and i mean this movie is awesome because so it came out in 1993 and this was really like stop motion was kind of on its way out yeah like it wasn't as popular anymore and this really made the case for its use again on why it can be really awesome and is such a fantastic medium i mean this film unbelievably gorgeous oh yeah it's so much fun to watch it's so much fun to listen to yeah it really is the imagination and the sort of visual inventiveness that he uses are second to none i think in the in the genre i haven't watched it in a while i think i need to go back and uh, check it out again because oh yeah yeah. i haven't watched it in a while either and i was just thinking like it's great because even when there's like terrifying visuals it still tells the touching story of christmas very well yeah so that's a hard job to do exactly and again fresh take Gotta love it. We're big fans of doing new stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, I love that story. That is really exciting me that I am going to go watch it. You're doing really well on your guessing. Yeah, Have I, you only I, missed one? I got a pretty good batting average right now. I don't know, one or two. I feel like you should be able to really pull in the rest, too. If, well, we're, if getting to the top of the, we're getting to the top of the list. So. Yeah, we are now coming down. These are the top five animated Christmas films. The so. top five. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Happy birthday. Hey. I said my first words, but but snowmen can't talk. Oh, my favorite Brooklyn-based accent is snowman. <laughs> Frosty the snowman. Yes, I do know that one. Hey, it's my birthday. I'm awake. What's going on? I like the kids in the background just went, hey. <laughs> it's, it's as opposed to the sheer horror that you really become. <laughs> The snow's alive. 
Oh, come Run on. for your lives. But for real, who doesn't love this film? This came out in December of 1969. Total holiday favorite. Oh. I got to say. So if you somehow don't know the story of Frosty. Somehow. It is about know. a discarded magic hat, and it brings to life the snowman that a group of children made. Um, and then, then this magician, Professor Hinkle, is that his name? Sure. Wants it back. And then the temperatures start to rise. So Frosty will melt or uh, no longer be a jolly soul if the kids cannot get him away from Hinkle and warm weather. So he hops a train to the North Pole. He's hanging out with his his main chick, Karen. It's a great story. <laughs> like this is everyone knows it. Super memorable characters. It's been, uh, the yeah. racing against the clock before Frosty the Snowman melts in a horrible puddle of goo. Well, we don't think about that. Okay, each scene is a classic. We love them all. The music is stellar. Everybody it's knows very timeless. The, everybody knows the main song, of course. He's a holly jolly guy <laughs> with a corn cob pipe and a button nose. The, Two eyes you. made out uh, of coal. Can you stop? What? We're going to have to like pay someone soon if you do any more. Oh, yeah, it's actually a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hold on. But this film is definitely quality over quantity since it's only 25 minutes. As we so. said, it's, a lot of the Christmas ones are short because they were on TV. So. And they were like, this is a really tough like sort of animation that we're doing that we're not familiar with yet. So and if they <laughs> it don't took really, us a really long time to create. One well, thing we do with some of the, a lot of the Christmas ones when they're not the stop motion ones is that when they're animated, they don't l- make them like that anymore. Like the movies don't have No, I mean animation look. is so much clearer clearer and different. I feel like it's good for kids to be exposed to this, yeah. though. I prefer hand-drawn. I like when I watch hand-drawn animation. Well, it's it, what you grew up with. Yeah, but even even when I see like some of the newer animated ones, I'm like, meh, it doesn't look as good as... Not the effort when a computer does it. Let's take note, Hollywood. Jacob says meh. Yeah, well, you know, I'm that kind of a big deal in Hollywood. So. Harsh criticism. Okay, next one we're doing is one of my all-time childhood favorites. You ready? Let's see it. Well, um, you realize if you give money to the poor, they won't be poor anymore, will they? I feel mm. like that is a Christmas Carol movie. It is a Christmas Carol movie, but which one? Well, it's not the Muppets because we're doing animated, no. so I'm going to go Mickey. It is. It's Mickey's A Christmas Carol. Ooh, you are an animated I, Christmas I film I actually lover. apparently know more about these animated Christmas movies than I thought I did. Cause you don't give yourself enough credit yeah. for the important things in life. So this, obviously, the adaptation of Charles Dickens' uh, A Christmas Carol, and it stars um, Scrooge McDuck, plays Ebenezer Scrooge. He does it's a really good job. Perfect. He perfect. was born for the yeah. role. It's almost like they had that in mind when they named him. <laughs> it's, so it's very short also it's only uh 26 minutes but it's a wonderful adaptation i think it helps kids understand the dickens story which is such a good christmas story and it beautifully captures the fun fun nature of the novel yeah like this is a story they've done a million times in hollywood but with a good reason this one i think actually holds up over time the story the theme oh yeah totally there's some good stuff going i really loved this when i was a kid i really did Did you really there's like is this your favorite christmas carol version over the patrick stewart one of course yes this is this is my favorite one. I feel that in 26 minutes, this does more with its time than some full-length animations do. I would agree with that. Right? Yeah, we're looking at you, boss baby. <laughs> like, this is definitely a more enjoyable. Uh, you don't. You know, some people they just like decide to make stuff into features that don't need to be. This is an example. Like, just knock it out in 26 minutes. Yeah, kind make of. Make a much more memorable thing. In it's and really out of there. true. Like, keep us, keep us interested. Keep it short. Keep us interested. Okay, you're really poof. You're killing it. You only have three left. Let's, Are you ready? Let's let's see what happens here. This is this is the real cream of the crop here. Here we go.
It's different from everybody else's. But that's what makes it so grand. Why, Annie Doe would consider herself lucky to be with you. What is happening? Like that clip. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I was trying. It's hard to find a clip that has a little mystery uh, to it. Yeah, there's. Okay. I'm going to ignore some of the stuff in there. I'm going to say that is seems like it's a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Indeed. Yes, Another I, TV staple that has been continuously airing um, every December since December of 1964. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. It's uh, up to... Uh, you know, this is a really mysterious story, but it's up to Santa's most famous reindeer to save the day when an evil queen conjures up a storm on Christmas. And he's super special because he's got that, that lit up nose. Yeah. So I would say it has the most success um, for TV special in terms of airtime because it's the longest running Christmas special in TV history. Is it really? Yeah. That's impressive. It's super impressive. And then they did like an HD remaster in 2005. So it looks even better than... Um, it originally did, even mm. though it looked great back then, too. It's not my favorite of the Rudolph stop-motion animated ones. No? No. No. I like another one, which might or might not be on our list later. Which one? Uh, Misfit Toys. Oh, right. No, I didn't. I didn't my boy Don Cornelius. Wow. Which I don't think that's his name, but I'm going to keep no, it with it's, it's oh. Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius. Don Cornelius is the guy from Soul Train. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> But I mean, Rudolph has very—it's very classic stop motion. You know, classic story. Time, yes, classic story. Timeless characters. Um, definitely has cemented its place in history. So it's it, worth it's checking requ- out. Required viewing, people. You're going to enjoy it 100. I forgot about Misfit Toys though, so I feel bad. Well, it's on here now, so you can get them, pick them all up, people. I, yeah. Get yourself a Rudolph. I guess Rudolph it's good. Night. I didn't have to play a clip for you to guess because it, you obviously would have known that one. It is the sequel, so. Okay. Let's see. If you don't get these next two, you're not alive. Okay. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I feel a little depressed, so that can only mean one thing. It's a Charlie Brown. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. It brings you right down. Gosh, Chuck, it's like you're such a bummer, bruh. That's just how Charles Schultz wanted it. So based on the comic strip Peanuts, this came out. This was another television special. came out in 1965. And when it did, it was watched by nearly 16 million households. That's a lot, especially in that time. Yeah, definitely. And it was immediately adored by critics and the audience. And what's really funny is before it came out, um, the people involved in it thought it was going to be a total disaster. And they were actually trying to pull it um CBS executives hated it because they said the animation was too simple and the pace was too slow and that kids weren't going to like it at all. And it turned into a Christmas classic. So what do they They, know? They do play it every single year. That's for sure. Oh, I don't know how you could not love this film. I mean, Between this and that pumpkin, he's getting himself into all the big holidays every (laughs) single year. It's true. He's really just cleaning up forever. I don't know if I've ever really been a big Peanuts Charlie Brown guy. I'm not a big Peanuts either, but I love I love Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas is a solid. It's a solid one. Like in typical, there's a good message behind it. Yeah. Story's good. Who doesn't love uh, Snoopy and them? Snoopy and Woodstock. Yeah, they're like the. My the hot one of my neighbors has a little uh, a little light up mailbox on their lawn with a little Woodstock sleeping on top of it. See? Really, it's that's very pretty cute. That's pretty awesome. They did a good job. Okay, the last one. Of course, I feel in, there's no suspense here. Yeah, in typical fashion, Charlie Brown was in second. No, it's true. <laughs> Come poor, on, Chuck. Poor Charlie. Okay, last one. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You had to see that one coming. That's, <laughs> not, that's our boy, the Grinch. 
Uh, I know yep. I know Benedict Cumberbatch any single time that Stop I Stop it that is not Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, Jim Carrey. Okay. It I is got... not Jim Carrey. Cut it out. <laughs> this is um I would say of all the classic TV specials Grinch definitely stands above. Yeah, I, it's it's the unequivocal champion. I don't think anybody'll argue that that's the uh the top dog in terms of Christmas movies. There you go. So it came out in 1966. Um I really am just like there again it was just like a TV special. Um it was uh, produced and directed by Chuck Jones. Familiar with his Makes work? sense. Oh, sure, of course. Yeah. Everybody knows okay, Chuck just, Jones. Just yeah. making sure. Um, based on the book by uh, Dr. Seuss. And Do you know who Dr. Seuss is? <laughs> I deserve that. Um, and it's <laughs> the Grinch trying to take away Christmas from the townsfolk of Whoville below um, his mountain hideaway. So most unforgettable characters of all and super timeless music. This is a song when the Grinch comes on the radio. I will actually listen to that one. It, and there are literally like four Christmas songs that I like. It is one of the more tolerable ones. That's for sure. It's like, a staple. Yeah. Yeah. If it comes on, you're like, hey, you sing along with it, too. You know all the words. You know? I mean, you do. Not all of them. That one's kind of hard because he calls them so many gross names yeah, it's that true. I gotta... can't remember that I'm like, liver, cod, oil, heart. you know, like he says yeah. really weird and eel-faced. You're like, I can't do that. But it's it has really unique animation that still looks good decades later. It's really held up. It, yeah. and they, I don't know why they, they keep remaking it. And they keep using the same animation. Like, it still looks like, yeah. it, you know, they update the animation with computers. But, like, the way that they make the characters look and everything still. Yeah. It stood the test of time. Um, um, and it really captures the joyous and harmonic Christmas spirit, I say, more than any other movie. Yeah. So that is why it is our number one. I wish I remembered the guy who did the voice of the Grinch in that. It, it's Boris. Car- oh, Bar- Boris Karloff. There it is. Yeah, that's what I was like. It's yeah. one of those old horror See, guys. See, together we create one answer. That's what's perfect and about And we were us. right dead on, too. We were. Okay, so we made it through our animated Christmas it. special. Yay. Well, All right, give us some plugs. I think I was batting 90% on that one, too. I don't... Is that how that... Is yeah, that how they talk about batting every Batting 900, I guess. There you it go. Sounds even better that way. That's better. All right. So everything you hear on All Booked Up, you can pick up at your local library. Go down and pick up all these Christmas movies at all 37 branches. If we don't have it, just ask for it. We'll have it sent to you. And uh, don't forget to listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, all your favorite podcasts, like SoundCloud, of course. And, uh, yeah. You done? You look exhausted. That was a lot. It you was ready a, for some... a lot to remember. Some high-flying um, Christmas facts here i'm always ready for christmas facts did you know that the image of santa claus flying his sleigh began in 1819 and was created by washington irving who is the same author who dreamt up the headless horseman oh so another he just fun likes, comparison yeah, so like, now we know what he was up to he was in cahoots yeah. with the headless horseman that's what he used to do back in the day yeah and then oh see it's all coming together right now. he likes his flying around dudes um also as we know that most of the reindeer you could probably name them all, but I won't put you on the spot. They all have male-sounding names, yeah. right? But male reindeer shed their antlers in the winter. Oh. So technically, the reindeer pulling Santa's sleigh are more than likely female. Well, see, they or or castrated. Well, see, they they covered that on the Grinch. See, because he just he just ties it to the tops of their heads. He's like, we need the aesthetic. People. Doesn't he tie it on the top of his dog's head? That's well, not a, yeah, that's not I mean, a reindeer. Well, you know. I Six of one, half dozen of the other. The, what? I, the dog was the Grinch's race. I don't want to explain anyway, the Grinch to you, um, We're going to talk about some of the songs. So I found this was kind of interesting, that White Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Winter Wonderland, The Christmas Song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and Oh Holy Night were all co-written by Jewish people, or written or co-written by Jewish people. Huh. 
Right? That's interesting. Just way to embrace uh, the holiday. I feel like it's like when you hear crazy pop songs on the radio and then you find out who really wrote them and you're like, that is an old woman writing this like teeny bopper song. So I was kind of fascinated by that. And the last Christmas fact for you, I think that a lot of people don't get fresh real trees because they're like, well, it's a waste. They're cutting them down. It's better to just buy an artificial tree and use it every year. You would have to use your artificial tree for more than 20 years for it to be greener than buying a fresh cut tree annually. By greener, I mean, you know, environmentally. Really? Yes. Is it because of all like the horrible carcinogenic plastic and those things? I will assume yes. So you don't have to feel bad. Go get yourself a fresh cut tree and then just sweep needles for the next 365 days after like I do. Yeah, you're walking around in July and all of a sudden you're like, something stabbed me in the foot. What is going on? 100%. Okay, you guys, happy holidays and we will catch you next week. Bye. 